All right, guys, before we get going on today's show, you know I'm taking a class at MSU Denver this summer. It's wrapping up, and I've got to say, I've had a great experience, something I definitely do again. And I've got to say, if you guys are looking to go back to school, if you're looking to finish up your degree, maybe just drop it and take a couple classes or get another degree. MSU Denver Online is an awesome place. Great teachers. The content is so relevant. I didn't think I learned or have learned anything in my class right now that I'm not going to use outside of the classroom. So check it out. MSU Denver Online, awesome teachers who are super engaging, who want to help you learn more. They're not just in it for the paycheck. They're not just in it for their tenure. They want to help their students out. That's the impression I at least got during this semester at MSU Denver Online. So again, if you're a freshman looking to go to school for the first time, if you're looking to finish up your degree, or if you're any type of student, check out MSU Denver Online. Greg Popovich with a little, a little hype, a little hype for you. Hypecast, baby. Yeah. Well, not quite a hypecast. Oh, right. I don't think it's. Uh, right, yeah, not fully a hypecast. Um, but you know what? Not a full-on losers' lounge, if I'm being honest. Not a full-on losers' lounge. That's like a half losers' More lounge. More a winners' lounge. It's not a, definitely not a winners' lounge. I'm not doing that thing. But uh, welcome in everybody to the DMBA live show, the losers' lounge. Wah, wah. It's been worse. It, it has been. worse. I lose a lot, Adam. In life. Um. It was a loss that taught a few lessons, I feel, for the Denver Nuggets. They dropped to the Portland Trailblazers, boo, 125-115. In what I would describe as a weird game, Brendan, would, uh, it was, it was Wait, strange so we, how it happened. It did not, this did not go down the way I thought it was going to go down. Yeah, I mean, I thought Denver was going to lose by, you know, that lead got up to 10-15 to 15 a lot. I thought it was going to look like that all game. Yeah. Um, a great start and a great finish by MPJ changed things. But look, this was a weird game in that it meant completely different things to these two teams. Playing. Oh, totally. I mean, yeah. Damian Lillard played this like a game seven, and yeah. Michael Malone played it like a preseason game. And yeah. so, I think you—it's okay to, to to not be too discouraged by that result. So, when you, just to highlight that, Nikola Jokic tonight twenty-three and a half minutes, Damian Lillard tonight forty-one minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so to just kind of highlight that, like, you're talking about your two teams' best stars. Yoke was on the court for less than half of the game tonight. Um, but at the same time, it still is a loss. And not only is it a loss, it's a loss to Portland. It's kind of a drag. Could have done it. You know, tonight, had they have won this game, Portland would have actually fallen behind Phoenix of all played people. Somehow Phoenix would have, like, Four jumped in the, the bubble, right? Yeah. Phoenix? Phoenix, uh... What's going on? They're I not have bad. No idea. They're not a bad team. They, uh, Remember earlier in the season when I, decla- I declared them as good? I do. I, I, I think them it's as aging good. well, D Thank you. Yeah. They could have used some help from the Nuggets tonight, but Malone didn't care at all. Pointed at your forehead. It's very interesting. I'm uh, I'm not there. a professional. I'm, I'm an artist. Doing, uh, <laughs> I'm a graphic designer. <laughs> um, no, but the the thing that I think everybody's going to try to focus in on, and we can talk about it first because I think it's the story <laughs> of the game. The Nuggets actually took the lead in the fourth quarter. You mentioned it, Brendan. It was. It felt like Portland kept taking the lead. Denver kept fighting back, taking the lead. Denver finally overtakes them in the fourth quarter, and I felt certain they were going to win it as soon as they put Nikola Jokic back in the game. And then you just kept waiting for that part. <laughs> and I just kept waiting. And Michael Malone clearly prioritized, hey, we're going to play some of these young guys. Harrison Wind, our other colleague, obviously the empty chair over here, he's going to be joining the show in just Miss a minute him. and letting us know what Michael Malone had to say after the game, letting us know what the players had to say. But it was very clear that Michael Malone valued health, yeah, prioritized health over trying to win this game, right. which is fine. I'm all for it. I, I but, It makes sense. But, but they could have freaking won this game. Yeah, that makes sense. They could have won this one. Makes and it you would have been riding such a high. I just feel like it, oh. it's funny in the moment. Like, if you told me before the game that was the plan, I'd say, okay. You tell me in that moment, right. you say, yeah, but you had it. It was right there. I mean, what do you well, make of that? Well, I mean, I think it's kind of a boss move, frankly. Yeah, like, a little bit. Because it, it's sort of like, you know, like, oh, you guys need this game. I know you need this game. Like, you can have it. Whatever. Yeah. Like, it, it, you, like, you think you can beat us. Like, you've got us da- down uh, up against the ropes. But, like, we don't care. You know yeah. what I mean? I, honestly, I think there's, like, something... That's like kind of powerful about that, honestly. Something powerful. I don't feel so powerful at the moment, though. <laughs> but, but what do you what do you got? I mean, look. Once it was a winnable game, I think, especially because it's Portland, and I don't think Malone cares about this stuff. But like from a fan perspective, yeah, putting the hammer down on a team trying to get in, um, just kind of furthering that mental advantage that I think Denver sort of has over Portland when at full strength. Um, you know, Damon and Nurt gave everything they had. It would have everything. Been, it I would, mean, Damian Lillard tonight has what forty-five one the, points. As one of the best games of his career, and this is a guy <laughs> with a great career. 
45 points tonight in 41 minutes. So, Did everything. I mean, honestly, he rested for seven minutes in this game. I mean, with how hard those two guys played, I mean, if you were to come and steal this game, what a fun victory. Yeah, and leg up this that winner's been. lounge would have been hype. You had a great oh, crowd it, at the DMVR bar tonight. See, I put out earlier in the game, I was like, man, I'm so glad I did not get involved. I know not to get emotionally invested in this game. Like, I kind of saw this script playing out even before yeah, it started. Yeah, for where sure. It's, you know, like. I didn't even think it was going to be close, frankly, but I just knew, like, who cares? Well, let's get to the positive part of that, and that is that it was close, and it wasn't... Look, Jokic tonight, we're going to talk a lot about his game, because 23 minutes, he only had 8 points, but 13 assists, yeah. 5 rebounds. I said this on last show, I said it on the Notebook episode that I did solo, the ball is starting to get popping, yeah. and it's starting to, with this specific unit that they have out there, it's starting to get to be the, in my opinion... The exact type of offense Jokic loves to run, where everything goes through him. Everybody on the roster, including Michael Porter, yields to him, and he's just orchestrating it. And for even though he only played 23 minutes, when he was out there tonight, he would just it just felt like the old Jokic at the center of everything. And this is without Jamal Murray, Gary, you know Gary Harrison, Will Barton. That obviously makes a difference. So. Whatever you want to think about Yoke's demeanor, I think his play has been extremely encouraging so yeah. far. Oh my God. And this was another really good game. You're right. At, at one point I went, all right, it, it's just Murray and Yoke on offense, but maybe it'll be fun to watch MPJ hit some shots. But over these last two games, oh, there's wow. been a handful of possessions. Three. There's been a handful of possessions where the ball pops, and I think that's really encouraging. Yeah, I, the ball popping is just that, – that's how you're going to get the best use of you. And I'll tell you what, Michael Porter tonight, he had an interesting night because 27 points for him – on 10 of 18 shooting, which for him is almost bad at this point, but it's still 56% shooting. You just pencil him for 30 points a night now, right? Four of seven from the from the three-point line. I mean, the dude's jumper is crazy, and you can't really block it. But here's what I liked about it. Tonight's game, to me, for Michael Porter isn't defined by the 27 points. It was defined by Gary Trent Jr., who he yeah. has a history with. These two go back to the AAU days. Um, our, our own uh, Kristen Peake has let us in on the scoop about this. But back in the, the uh, Peach... What is it? The Peach Hoop Summit, I think, in Atlanta. It's like one of the yeah, big EYBL yeah, yeah, yeah. tournaments. They went back. They went back and forth. Had a little one-on-one -on -one battle. Gary Trent gets the better of him in the regular season of that tournament, and then in the elimination round, Michael Porter gets the better of him. So they have a little bit of history. But what I like is Gary Trent Jr. is a dog. Dog. Gary Trent Jr. had a, a night for himself, but he was in Michael Porter's grill all night, and I thought Michael Porter sort of went down. Like he got yep. it. He he took a couple hits and he hit the mat. But he got back up, and in that fourth quarter, I thought he was going to get the team back in it with some big cojones. That's a great point. I thought he was outplayed by Gary Trent Jr. tonight, and it was still an encouraging performance for the exact reason you just described. He did respond in the fourth. Gary Trent Jr. was physical, yeah. got away with a lot of contact. He had some swagger to him. I kind of like him. But that's a good teaching moment for Michael really Porter like Jr. Him. because, man, you scored 30 or almost 33 games in a row, dude, there's a target on your back now. And in the playoffs, it's going to – you think Gary Trent Jr. stuff, it's going to be Kawhi, it's going to be – so it, it's good for him to learn that regardless of his talent level, at some point it will get harder. Yeah. At some point it will get er, harder. Eric's being a little quiet because he was recording a, yeah, a yeah. podcast on golf, I believe. <laughs> I was recording a pod. Oh, I'm wow. dressed for golf. I played golf. You are dressed for golf. I, uh, I, I, I'm I wearing shorts. I don't feel great about it. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> you know, what are we going to do? Like, uh, I, I still – I just can't believe we have – I have fallen asleep, and I've woken up into a new reality where Michael Porter Jr. is just sco scoring 30 points every game. I mean, we almost in. can pencil it in. I mean, it, we're, we're going to talk a lot about him, but the first thing I want to ask you about him, we know the talent is there. And, and when people talk about talented players, Carl Anthony Towns, incredibly talented. Right. Underrated how talented he is. Right. Hasn't found success in the NBA because, in my opinion, he's missing some things. Devin Booker's really starting to make some yeah. leaps. Same thing. Right. Is he one of the, I mean, is he supremely talented? Absolutely. Michael Porter, I think we know, is uniquely talented like a Carl Anthony Towns. What we don't know is how he handles all these other things. And tonight, we got to see um, his medal get tested a little bit tonight. Would you say, I know you didn't see the game, would you say you have any kind of read on what kind of, how mentally tough Michael Porter is as a player? I mean, it's kind of been, no, not really. I, I agree. Not, not really, just because... The Nuggets have sort of been completely out of it or just sort of coasting ahead. Like, these games haven't meant a lot, and just by testament to the fact that Michael Malone is completely willing to take his foot completely off the gas right. and sacrifice it, that tells you the mentality that probably the entire team is, is uh, yeah. going into these games with. Right. Um, so I don't know. I mean, Portland obviously wants this game, needs this game. They are giving them everything that they have, and 
what yeah. you're telling me is that he stepped up. Yeah. What about you, Vote? Do you feel like you have any kind of read on Michael Porter Jr. mentally tough when somebody sort of hits him in the mouth? Yeah, because I think Michael Malone's hit him in the mouth all year. There's <laughs> a real a take. take. And he's it's, res- a, it's a it's real true. take, and it's a good one. And he's responded. It's also um, a funny one. Particularly game two after game one. They, they've been texting a lot. I mean, Malone's challenging him. I know you're great. you got to be great on both ends. Michael Porter Jr. loves basketball. I think that's clear. Michael Porter Jr. wants to get better. Um, and this is a guy who, with an injury history, with a sort of frail body type, has not been afraid to play hard and play physical. So we've got more to learn. But he's a gamer, in my opinion. It's so crazy. Like, if you didn't know anything about Michael Porter Jr. and you looked at that guy and described him as a frail body type. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know, I know. It's you a just little... look at him. And it's the same with Yoke, right? Like, I, I think Yoke is pretty mentally tough. I think he's actually physically tough, too. But he yeah. looks like a big softy, you know? I've, I've been so impressed with Jokic over, yeah. over this last stretch. I'm telling you. T- I mean, he's playing the type of basketball he loves. 13 assists tonight. And had he he had 13 assists in 23 minutes. What, do, what would he have had if he played 40 minutes tonight? With the, with the basketball team? Like 24 team that- assists. Or something. You know, I might have got for Scott Styles' record yeah. of 30 assists in a game. So I, I agree. Like Yoke, Yoke, I feel really good about. But I do have some questions here, though. Him and Michael Porter have just—they just seem to be on the same wavelength, man. Absolutely. I really dig the chemistry that it's, they have it's there. Beautiful. Those back cuts. The back cuts are incredible. And just honestly, I w- Matt Moore asked me this the other day when we were doing a pod together, where he said, like, as you know, because. As a passer, do you enjoy playing with a guy like Michael Porter, such a volume shooter, volume scorer? And I said, if they make him, it's your favorite thing to play with. Because as a passer, you're always looking for somebody that can finish the play you're creating. Michael Porter is just like an elite finisher, whether that's on the catch and shoot or whether that's at the rim. He's just such an elite finisher. So um, I love the chemistry that I'm seeing with them. And I'm telling you, Jamal and Jokic have incredible chemistry as well. I think the Michael Porter-Jokic chemistry is already getting close to the same level. Which is why the real question is what happens to either of those dynamics when all three of them are on the court at the same time. And those, those are the questions we can't answer yet. Well, another thing, when we talked about this for a couple of years, Denver's offense three years ago, balls popping, feel like all the time. They've gotten become a better team, but the ball, we're almost never even, you say those right. words, the ball is popping. I feel like it's been popping these last couple of games, and it's... I don't want to, like, bring this down or try to, like, obviously there's an implication here, but I'm just wondering, like, what is it about that Jamal Murray-Jokic two-man game seems so good? Can we get, can we add all these pieces to kind of get it all coming together so the ball's popping and you have the right. best talent? I mean, don't you think some part of it is the fact that Michael Porter Jr. is not an on-ball player and yes. you need to get the ball yes. popping to get it into his hands? Jamal Murray is an on-ball player, so the fact that two, the two of them can just sort of, like, go into their little yes. corner and create so, the offense. Less dribbling. There's less an interesting dribbling. stat here that when we were doing the preview for the series, I, we were talking about Nikola Jokic, and I, I had to come up with a key stat for him. And I ended up coming with three-point percentage, but one of the ones I wanted to do was touches per game because he leads the NBA in touches per game. Jokic does? Y- Jokic does. He leads, but, but he's like 70th on time of possession because it's always quick touches, right? He's always doing quick, quick things with the basketball. But some of the most iconic games, Milwaukee, Utah, you know, you think even Philadelphia in that you know, that fourth quarter, those games, Jokic's touches through the roof, yeah, like fifty more touches than in, in in an average game, and even on a per minute basis, it's like through the roof. And I just think like Denver is almost always at their best when he's the, I almost want to say like only decision maker, or at least like making decisions 85 percent of the time. And there's everybody's obviously involved in the action, but he they're just always deferring to him to make the decisions. I think we're seeing that with the group that they're playing with right now, and it's just a beautiful thing. Strong agree. <laughs> I got nothing for you. You, you nailed it. Um, can we have Michael Porter Jr. highlights, though. Let's let's, let's go to the um, the good stuff here. We can we can see them on our monitor, and uh, let's take a look at his game because twenty seven points. Even though Gary Trent Jr. Oh, we still don't have that. We don't. We still don't have him. Okay. We'll, we'll do it okay. live. Okay. We'll, <laughs> Yeah, well, that's oh, all right. We'll, we'll, we'll save those for later for uh, rate the highlight. Um, what about questions coming in, voter? Are you on question duty? Well, I have seen some questions I, be- before we even started, and I want to address this. Some people were wondering if this was another seating tinkering job, which nah, I, don't, does, I don't buy it. Oh. It's too early. And also, if the goal was to, to tank Very this rigged. game, then just don't play Yoke at all. Yeah. You can get away with that. You just go, hey, we're, we're not going to win this game. We're exhausted. It's Tyler Cook. It's Bull Bull. Um, 
So I don't, I don't think it was that because it's four games and like yep, literally everybody's gonna move between now and so then. Obviously, we know the Nuggets are not above this, but I don't think that's what was happening here. What would be the like? What would they be trying to accomplish? To to try to sync up some to try to get a particular matchup, avoid a particular matchup, but, but more like, to what, the point, people are wondering were they wanting to lock Portland into that eight seed because of what it does to the LA matchup? I think that's a little too galaxy brain this early <laughs> on to oh, be I honest. See, so I'll just address not, that. Yeah, but. like not not changing their own seating, but allowing Portland to get in and. And give, correct, uh, give yeah. a little work to the Lakers, I see. Yeah. I mean, look, I, th- I do think that's one positive. I think Portland, by far, will give the Lakers the toughest run for their money. Yeah. And Portland, this game, it doesn't solidify that they're going to get it, but it really does help sort of keep them in that, in that thing. I just don't think Denver's thinking that far in advance. I, I think Denver's thinking Jokic is carrying this team, as he seems to do every year when mm-hmm. everybody gets hurt every yeah. year. I mean, let's not lie. Murray's been hurt. Barton's been hurt now several years in a row. Gary Harris has been hurt several years in a row. So I oh, think this what, was just Michael Malone uh, saying, wind, you guys take a rest. Harrison wind. wind. That was a quick flight back from Orlando. <laughs> this joke we need sucks. a Harrison Wind enters the uh, chat I know. Uh, like yeah. uh, song. So before we get back to the show, guys, got to pay our respects to Breck Brew. I don't know where we'd be. I don't know where I'd be without Breck Brew. But if you're looking to pick up some beers this week, make it a Breck Brew and check out Davidson's. They're always stocked full of Breck Brew. They, of course, have the 15-can sampler, the Jokic pack, three types of five different beers. Can't beat it. Can't beat that variety. Also, check out the Mile High City Copper Lager. You guys know it. It has that Skyline Nuggets blue can. Can't miss it. Those are available at Davidson's. They have curbside pickup and delivery, so make sure to check them out. You can also get Breck Brew at any of your local liquor stores, King Supers, wherever you guys shop. Also, guys, the wait is finally over. Golf's first major of the year is this weekend. The golfers are heading to San Francisco to tee off and compete for the crown. Trust me, there's no better way to join the action than with DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. And to celebrate golf's first major of the year, DraftKings Sportsbook is offering special odds and promotions all weekend long, and all new users get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. You guys have seen it with the NBA prop bets that they do, the UFC prop bets. They'll throw out some specials every now and then, some odds boosts that sometimes it's free money because you're betting on the favorite, you're getting this crazy odds boost, so you're stupid not to take it. But every day of the tournament, DraftKings Sportsbook is boosting your profits by 30%. All you have to do is opt in and place a bet like you guys have probably done on NBA or UFC before. Make sure to head to their app right now and check out all they have to offer, including player props, day-by-day action, even hole-by-hole live betting. Trust me, once football season is here, uh, we'll be all over DraftKings for all their football prop bets. Uh, There's also going to be a season-long football pick-em pool with DraftKings for $2 million in prizes up for grabs. DraftKings Sportsbook, I mean, they have it all. They're your one-stop shop for everything that has to do with sports betting. DraftKings also has an Instagram page right now. Make sure to go follow them as well. And make sure to download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code DNVR when you sign up. For a limited time, all new users get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. That's right. DraftKings Sportsbook, they are really going all out with a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. All you got to do, this is the most important part, Enter the code DNVR when you sign up only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado-only bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match. Each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires a 25x playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Pull that in close to you. All right. Did you every- not get the all-black memo today, bro? I missed it. Man. Oh, yeah. Look at us. Um, so before black. you tell us what happened out there on the phone calls, Harrison, your take on on Michael Malone's decision to sort of, hey, we'll let the youngins handle this. You don't have uh-huh. to say punting because I think they tried to win. Yeah, yeah. But to not bring Jokic back in. I agreed with it. I agreed with it. I was fine with it. Uh, the Nuggets aren't playing for seeding, and uh, that group was playing pretty well late in the fourth. And um, So you think it was because they were playing well? Well, it was partly that, and it yeah. was also partly because he didn't want to play Jokic super heavy minutes. Yeah. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. has played probably like more minutes than he ever has since his AAU days over the last four days. Right. Uh, that, he took him out with, what, two minutes left. Uh, so I think those guys playing well was like obviously a nice little addition, but I don't think that was the reason. He wanted to rest Jokic. 
And, uh, you know, I agree with it. Some people are pissed about it, though, but... um. What do you mean, some people? It's on Twitter. See some, see <laughs> oh, some so people are, hey, dude, Wait, people on Twitter were upset? <laughs> Twitter's you not real life. kidding me. Get out in your community, Harrison, and talk to some real people. <laughs> people on uh, Twitter, like, angry... Anger is the default emotion on yeah, Twitter. Yeah, I mean, they're I angry because it was a winnable game. Yes, you specifically. <laughs> they're <laughs> angry because they wanted time. the funky music and they could taste I know, it. I could smell it. I wanted the funky music, too, man. I wanted If you're angry, just think about it this way. Portland's a team that can push the Lakers the hardest, I think, out of the teams contending yeah, for the yeah, seed. We, if they could tire L.A. at all, take a game or two off of them, that's good for Denver if they got to play the Lakers later in the playoffs. I agree with this, but this dialogue is going to crack me up when the Lakers beat Portland in, like, six games. But I do I do <laughs> yeah. generally agree with four, it. 4-4 four blowouts. Yeah. All right, so tell me, what, what I'm very curious what Michael Malone had to say. What questions were asked? What, did he have any, like, was anybody, like, tough with him saying, hey, what the hell with this stuff? I mean, he, he was asked. He was asked if uh, – you know why he went with that group? Why he, he took that. Jokic out? He, and he just him. said, "Yeah, for he, sure." He actually said, "Quote: I didn't even want to play Nikola Jokic tonight." Yeah, I, you know, I respect that. Right. I didn't want him to play either. Right, right. I was surprised Jokic and Porter actually played as much as they did. Yeah, especially Porter. Yeah, to be quite honest. So he was asked that, and he pretty much said what I uh, what I just said, and then he really just gave a tip of the cap to the guys who did close out the game. Yeah, because I mean, Portland, Portland's fighting for their lives right yeah. now. Damian Lillard was locked in tonight. Yeah, he got some questionable calls, but, I mean, he was locked in. They needed this game, like, obviously way more than Denver, who's not playing for seeding. So uh, they really need, needed this, and the Nuggets were playing five guys who exactly. haven't played a ton of NBA minutes this year. Uh, so he really gave a tip of the cap to those I heard guys. he got spicy when asked about Michael Porter being locked up or something. That's what I, I heard well, there was some spice. Yeah, well, I asked him about uh, there we go. them shadowing Porter with Gary Attaboy. Trent Jr. Yeah. Oh, wow, so you're the one that brought <laughs> the spice For, for most of the game. <laughs> Thank you. No, because I thought we talked about this while the game was going on. It was no, a an good interesting question. test for Porter. You know? Yeah, yeah. He, he got more attention tonight than he obviously did in his last two games, and he's going to get more attention going forward. So it was certainly he will see, going forward. Yeah, it was curious to see <laughs> how uh, he would react to that. And uh, Mike Malone pretty much just said, "Yeah, they shattered him, and he had twenty-seven and 12. How about that? Yeah. Malone is in his corner harder it's than anyone. My, on the yeah, true or false? He, Michael Malone's an MPJ guy now, like oh, a full-on yeah. MPJ. That's stand. a hard. He's yep. full on. It's He's got burner yep. accounts and everything. <laughs> he, he keeps having like mic drop moments about he Michael really Porter does. Jr. He's dropping the mic over and over. Like, yeah, especially yeah. that really." Um, like pre-written but not necessarily self-aware mic drop from the last game. Right. How was he not in the Rising Stars? Oh, Are you yeah. getting well, Michael? Isn't there <laughs> that Eric like, Andre meme where he like shoots him and then it's like, why would so and so do that? That's like that's what I feel like. Yeah. We, we do have a commenter pointing out their favorite bit already in the DNVR bar setup is Harrison sitting down and rehashing the most recent topic <laughs> that we just. Not your fault, but objectively funny. It's <laughs> objectively funny. All right, Michael Porter had to have talked. Did he talk today? Uh, he did talk. He did talk. Uh, a more subdued Porter, uh, I'd say, after this mm. game. Maybe he's tired. I don't know. Um, Maybe he was sad about this loss. Yeah, uh, probably. He got pulled with two minutes left. But um, we were talking about the Gary Trent thing, and there was that story we saw on Twitter kind of circulating where those two faced off in high school. And uh, <laughs> You're four for oh, four. <laughs> well, here's some Keep more going, details on Keep that. Uh, Gary Trent, apparently, this is per Porter, Held him to his lowest scoring game ever mm. on the EYBL circuit. Ever. Wow. So uh, it was a little more personal, but they're still buds, I think. They're still close. They're still oh, can I tell you guys something? Portland is really shaping up to be Denver's perfect perfect rival. It is. And I know that Denver can't play Portland almost certainly unless it was in the final round of right. the, uh, the Western Conference. So this year, maybe maybe not Destin. I don't know. Who knows? You know, who knows? <laughs> but um, Gary Trent, Michael Porter, just adding to just a. Let's uh, add a few new people. I, does, is there anybody Bull Bull hates on the roster that we can add to this lineup? I mean, any young guy Bull's probably played against. Guy yeah. played at four high schools in four years all across the uh, country. So they think they're still boys, but he locked him up. So that was the story. He locked him up for his lowest point total. That's really interesting. Yeah, and then MPJ dropped an easy 27-12 and 12 on him. But Trent dropped 27 uh, of his own. Yeah. And, and I thought in the oh, third yeah, quarter. Was on fire and tonight. I thought in the third, Trent checked him well. So, I mean, really a great, a great matchup between the two of them, to be honest. Yeah. We were asking this earlier, but do you feel like Second, you have a read third, on how tough Michael Porter is? Ment mentally and just in those moments, somebody challenges him, somebody takes it at him. I don't have a good read, but yeah. I feel like he's super competitive. Very competitive he's for super sure, super competitive. Yeah. If he gets locked in a matchup like that, he's going to go at his guy, and he's not going to be afraid to go at his guy. Yeah. Uh, so, like, you know, if he's going shot for shot with Gary Trent, like, I think that's a little bit of a insight there. Super competitive, and it's not going to back down. 
Yeah. Like he he's been the number one guy forever, the top yeah. scorer, the number one option. He's built he's, for this. he's been in those showdowns before. Yeah. You know, he's been in those showdowns against other top ten guys before. In Let, let's hype this up then real quick, guys, because I think we have the bad taste in our mouth. We have all these different things, but there were moments again today. Moments again in this game. More than one. I'm telling you, it's just it, it makes me feel exactly like watching Yoke back in 2016, where you're yeah. like, this dude is a freaking stud. Yeah. This dude isn't just like good. This is a this is a superstar. And He's the ying to Yoke's yang this time around. And a to, oh, I goodness. mean, it, dude, the shots he hit in the fourth quarter. Big I mean, boy shots. Big boy. No, I and know. like the youth. What's the defense? But what's the defense for that? You know uh, what I mean? Just don't. rise up and be taller. Literally. Like, I, what was the last time we had uh, somebody score thirty points three games in a row for the Nuggets? Almost, almost happened. But I mean, even twenty-seven. I'm, I'm rounding up. Like, yeah, when was the last up. time we had that? Like, <laughs> twenty-seven. You know I mean? Yeah. Okay, I'm with you. I'm really? with it. Yeah. I'm kind of waiting for Jamal his, uh, Murray goes off. He, he then he yeah. falls away. Like Jokic, he's not a noted scorer. Well, let's like go to him as we're talking about him here. Then let's pull him up because I want to. I actually haven't seen these highlights, and I'm sure I forgot like half of these plays. There were. This is the thing about MPJ is there. He's he's got so many different like. So there's moments in a game that you almost forget them all. Take I mean, oh, just right off the bat, let's just like pull this. up. Let's yeah. just pull up from the top of the key. The, the boards, though, man. I mean, he's so active. Yep. He's tap so active. Right right well, great tap, and this then takes it right at Nurk. See, those are the we talk about easy buckets. Like that one looked like it was supposed to be blocked, and it looks like he only glided to the rim. And the these God. ones, like that's a foul. I do hold my breath man. every time he falls. Yeah, dude, Denver did but. not get a very nice whistle today. I mean, his finishing around the look rim up, is almost underrated compared to his shooting and rebounding. Oh, I, I agree. I agree. And what's the D for that, dude? I mean, that is the D. So that's his go-to, the Hezzy. Yep. The yep. Hezzy pull-up is his go-to, just like Kevin Durant. And, you know, Wyndon and I were talking about this. He's not that fast. The handle's not super tight. Those are all of the highlights, huh? When you have to respect the jumper to that extent, you know, he doesn't necessarily need a lot of moves to, to break yeah, guys no, down. Yeah, no, we were talking about this. Like, I don't feel like he has a huge arsenal of off-the-dribble moves. He's got the cross, the hesitation, the, the step back. But he's really freaking good at right? <laughs> <laughs> that he has How many more do you need, right? Also, he's already mastered them. Also, the just like, like jump and shoot is, like, you can't block it. So yeah. And when these were coming, like... All right, yokes out fourth quarter. We we don't have any business winning this game. Crunch time. Watch me. Yeah, Watch me do exactly. me. Like that is star shit. He's definitely star starting shit. to like take on the <sighs> role of I'm a, I'm a I'm a piece of this team. I mean, it was funny. He said man. it in the pre the lead up to it. I think guys like Will Barton and kind of like urging him on and saying, "Hey, man, embrace this. We want you be to you. be the guy. Like we, that's what we want from here." Is really. God, do you remember what like? A week and a half ago, I we don't. Were, we were going down the list of what we needed each player to do. The one word that Gee, each player. None what of was it? Matters. What was Porter's word? Yeah. Mine was for him was minutes. Yeah, yeah. Good word, Eric. <laughs> I'm telling you, those are there. <laughs> those are here. Well. Those but are it's crazy. Like we now, all of a sudden, like Porter's just part of the starting lineup, and it's just like a completely different world. Like, and it was just was he playing or not? Yeah, that yeah. was it. I keep waiting for his scoring to fall off in one of these games. Like I'm sure it will, but. I, I mean, thought it might have been tonight. No, 27. If he plays a full game, it's another 30-piece double-double time. It really does feel like it. I mean, yeah. right, right now, him being held to, like, 10 points almost feels unfathomable. <laughs> I know that sounds crazy, but I, I can't picture it. He had 10 points right. in three minutes again tonight. I'm, I, still can't, I still can't believe they set the line at 15 and a half two games. Yeah, I know. Like, so great. Well, earlier silly. in the year, I mean, he was not a guaranteed bucket like he is now earlier in the year. And, like, his, it, his ankle was hurting him. Yeah. His ankle was hurting him. Yeah, but when, definitely Before was. the game happened. Confidence, too. Confidence, too. Absolutely. Before the game happened, we looked at each other and said, honestly, they could just forfeit this game and we'd be pleased with how the bubble's gone so far. 100%. And then the game happened and it's a loss, but I think you have to feel even better. Because a yeah. third straight game from MPJ just means more than any win or loss. Let's get to some of these other guys. Jeremy Grant tonight, I thought, a, a 7 for 11, 18 points. I thought he continued to play. <laughs> He's kind of growing into his... Uh, yeah, he just scores 19 points every game. What, so the post-fadeaway shot, has he always had that? I don't love that one. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah. That's, he's going to it a lot. Uh, he is, and he's knocking it down. Like he's, he's shooting a great percentage on it right now. Me, but I don't. Yeah, it's, that's it's like the the Plumlee hook shot. Like he's probably. <laughs> shoot, I think I think Plumlee had like on synergy his like post efficiency was really like 90th percentile. I mean, I was like, man, I don't care. I don't want posting up. Yeah, Jeremy Grant's getting a lot of action though. Like he's filling he a ton of different roles, playing small forward. Playing power <laughs> forward. <laughs> what, do, what do we think? What do we think? He's doing a lot out there. There's a lot of Jeremy all types Grant. Of, all of types Jeremy of forwards. Going on. That was the subject of your list, right, Adam? Was Jeremy Grant sort of exploiting mismatches? And what are your thoughts of him maybe playing at the three for that? I reason? love it. I'm actually all for it. I mean, this, this is the thing: is here's one of the stories of tonight. 
the, the guards went off for for Portland, and mm-hmm. it's not just the three pointers, but also just felt like they could get into the paint whenever they wanted. Oh, yeah. And Denver couldn't contain them. Now, here's the thing: I don't think Dave, Denver's guards are great at containing other guards. So yeah, now that you're playing like forwards in the guard spots, I I don't know that there's that big of a drop off. I mean, let's be honest: Portland has a their full roster. They they are were more rested than Denver. They had every advantage going into this game, and. Denver playing big without their main guy still almost won this game. I'm not sure that you – they're going to get blown by. They're going to have vulnerabilities, but I'm not sure it's not worth it to just play. Jeremy Grant, you're a small forward now. Bull Bull, you're a small forward. Michael Porter, you're a shooting guard and small forward. Like, mm. you're playing those, those spots. I I don't know. I don't know if you're losing as much as you think you are right. when you do that. Well, length makes up for a lot of things on the yeah. defensive end. Length compensates for getting blown by at times because then Grant can come in from the weak side or Porter – or a bowl or something. God. So, Grant or uh, Length helps you out in those areas. Do you have any takes on Jeremy Grant tonight? I mean, does anybody have like? I feel like he keeps getting these numbers and going under the radar. I feel yeah. like he needs to. He's grown more comfortable in this regard. But we talk about MPJ getting easy points off Yoke. I think Grant really needs to embrace that he can also do this out of the dunker spot with sharp cuts. It should be easier for him playing alongside Yoke. I've criticized Jeremy Grant's athleticism and the way he uh, deploys that athleticism on yeah. drives. Last two games. He has been up from an yep. F minus mm-hmm. to, oh. I would say, a C minus. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's a real improvement. <laughs> but I, he reads the list. Who knows? I was going to say. Like, no, you know what, though? <laughs> I, I really do believe this, though. Like, we've seen Bull Bull's passing look really good. Well, he bit around Yoke. I wonder if there's a little something of, like, you just learn little tricks. Michael Porter just goes so hard at the basket every time for rebounds, for drives, for well, whatever, also, for cuts. I wonder if Jeremy Grant's seeing this, and, like, to your point, yep. saying, hey, I could do this stuff, too. Because even if he doesn't have the natural sort of brain for it. He's still a 6'9 with a yep. super reach and super yeah. athleticism. And the guy people forget about on this team. Yeah, and I mean, there, there's something to the fact that these are lineups we've never seen before. Every yeah. night. Like, these are just, these are play, they're, they're just learning how to play together. It's uh-huh. also interesting with Grant because he's going to be playing, well, if slash when the Nuggets do get healthy, he's going to be playing a completely different role then <laughs> sure. with a healthy roster than he is now. He's not going to get nearly the amount of shot attempts. He's going to be more of like a fill-in-the-gaps guy than a guy who's getting the ball on the block and shooting a fadeaway, right? So I'll be interested to see how he kind of adjusts again if when the Nuggets are healthy. That's a good question, I think. Yeah. Um, Going down the list, Torrey Craig tonight, 24 minutes, 13 points. The only note I have on him is that he was pretty – had no chance against Damian Lillard tonight, which is really discouraging because one of the things you think about – we've talked about Torrey Craig like – all right, guys, you have to live with a lot of negative Tory Craig but things, you the but you're right. going to get him against Harden. You're going to get him against Westbrook. You're going right. to get him against Dame. Tonight, Dame just torched him, torched yeah. him. Now, no Gary, too, and it's usually the combination of those two guys, but it, look. If no Craig, Millsap, either. But, if, yeah, if Craig's not shutting the, that, that point A guy down. He's like, amazing. Like, Craig is, like, the most exploitable good defensive player. That <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's totally. A, that's a perfect way to <laughs> yeah. put it. He also had a handful of uh, fouls here. What do you have? I don't. Do, Harrison doesn't have the uh, the reads pulled up. I don't we think. can add the breaks in. We'll, we'll do it in post. In post. We'll yeah. do it not live. <laughs> we'll do, <I'll> do it live. <laughs> we do have bowl, bowl, a full bowl bowl package. Oh, I think there's only like two highlights. Go go. Let's take a look, and we can. That'll lead us into our here. I have one bowl. Take. I don't remember the highlights other than oh, I remember this one. That breakdown. That handle. <laughs> that was fun. The handle. So that's a foul. <laughs> She's fouled every that's time a, he shoots. Foul. Every yep. time. Oh yeah. So what does he have today? Oh, this one was great. Oh, oh my! The touch is just incredible. He really does turn the basketball into a helium balloon, doesn't he? I love that one. We got a helium field balloon. <laughs> oh yeah! I wish that Nurk would have tried to jump and block it, and and he would have just been completely. See, Nurk made a better business decision than Bull made Bull. against him. Yeah. <laughs> Bull got a welcome to the league, sadly, courtesy oh, of the worst team on earth. But um, Tory Craig looks like a golden retriever to me, and I know we're past that, but I'm back on it. He's just <laughs> we're like, not going backwards. Just, just chasing. Um, Bull Bull's night tonight, Harrison. Um, I thought he was good. Uh, I have no idea what his stat line was. Like so, you, you 24 minutes tonight, nine, re- nine points, five rebounds, four of seven shooting, including one of two from three. So, um, you know, good good numbers, good number production for the minutes he played. I think he's improving, actually. I, I think I don't think he looks as lost out there, specifically on the defensive end, yeah. than he did in his first couple of games and in those scrimmages. On offense, you can still kind of tell he's a little uncomfortable at times. Defensively, I just feel like he's got a better feel. 
And there were even a couple times tonight where he was matched up on a smaller Portland guard, and they tried to dribble around him, and he stayed with them. So yeah, I, I thought you no, know, he had some impressive blocked moments. some shots, affected yeah. some shots for sure. Um, I think Malone's motivation for not bringing the starters in was twofold. I think one health, but two, I think it was. We've all talked about is Bull Bull going to get minutes and this or that. This was a meaningful game that I'm sure Bull Bull felt pressure for because it's like, no matter what, even if Malone's like, don't worry, go out there, wait, right. we don't get whatever. You're still, he's still like, I don't want to be responsible for losing this. And I just think that's invaluable experience for him. Yeah. He would not have gotten these in any other circumstance other than Malone saying, Yoki rest. Right. And there being six players out yeah, of Yeah, there being that many. I thought tonight in the fourth, he didn't quite understand the situation, which was starters are out. Actually, MPJ's out now. Don't hesitate, dude. You can shoot. Yeah. You, you have the green light right now. And I thought he was a little stuck in between mindsets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I th- but I think it's also very understandable when you get posterized this bad as you did. I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> oh, guys. my. That was a 10 out of that 10 was, That was a 10. That was, that was a rough one. That, that, dude, was a rough that one. dude looks so strong sometimes. And then he just shoots an inexplicable bunny when he's wide open. And I didn't miss it. that. I mean, Nurkic tonight had a lot of those. He was 9 of 20, so he finished with a decent enough percentage. But, my God, I don't miss some of those little... What a, what flip a shots that the flip like, shot yeah, the, the, when he hurries it and rushes yeah. the same like, guy that does that dunk pulls that shot it's I know. so weird and Jeremy Grant does the same stuff Monte Morris tonight 29th basically 30 minutes goes for 11 points one assist one turnover one assist one assist it's a starting point it was then, Jokic right? taking up all the assists that's true it really was a lot of Jokic ball tonight Did you guys hit on that yeah, yeah, we hit on it yeah <laughs> <Am> I <laughs> discuss, can I share my theory it okay. might be the same as your guys's but when the Nuggets are down, Jamal Murray, Will Barton, uh, guys who are high-usage players, they're forced to play a more team-oriented style of play. Yeah. There's, there's not as much, like, your turn, my turn. Is that a good thing or a bad thing, though? Um, well, I mean, it's a, I think it's a bad thing in the long run because you need those guys. And, yeah. uh, like, the Nuggets aren't going anywhere if they don't have Jamal Murray healthy, I don't think. Um, but when they don't have those guys – they're kind of forced to play this style. And it can lead to some amazing wins, like Utah. I, like I, so here's the thing, man. I do feel like I, I hate saying this because I feel like I'm like stirring up shit or something. with, And I'm not trying to. I'm just, I do think it's a little bit of a talking point, And that is that the Nuggets went January with without anybody, kind of like they have now. And they just dominated. They cleaned up yeah. early February. Everybody started coming back. And there really was like, remember, Yoke went in a yep. slump. The yep. team just, the ball wasn't popping. And there were some like big Murray games, and I, I look, I, I don't, I'm not saying this is like a problem. This guy is a cancer, or this or that, but it is weird to me that the team just seems to get more into this type of flow and this type of rhythm when they are so short and so dependent on Yoke, and that all goes away when those guys are all back. I, I don't know. There's something to it, maybe. All right, I guess I, 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 I gotta find the best yeah. of both worlds. You gotta find you gotta, the best of both worlds, and that's yeah. the thing, man. We are all getting excited about Yoke plus Murray is great. Yoke plus MPJ is great, but. They do have to figure yeah, out that's what it all I'm, looks I'm getting, like. I'm they do. really honestly getting nervous that we're just losing time. There's like not enough time to figure well, that that's out. The that, real that concern. balance yeah. is like. So if they're not back on Saturday, where's yeah. your on a scale of one to ten? Where's I mean, your I'm, concern? Al- I'm already like super concerned. To well, be how, uh, one to ten. Where's your concern? Uh, I would put my concern oh, at look at this. a seven. At a seven. <laughs> seven. Harrison, where's your concern at here? Um, I'm lower. I'd say I'm a four. <laughs> Vote. Five, but if if it gets to that game and they're not back, I mean, this is one hundred percent how I feel. I am a five, but I go up to a seven and a half yeah. on Saturday, and yeah. if on Monday they're not back, I'm up to like an eight and a half. It's we got the silver lining from the injuries. Now we need the the guys back. Yeah, All three of them back? back, or just Jamal? I think just Jamal. I, I look Jamal and Will. To me, it's I, I would go Jamal, Will, and then Gary, but um, Jamal certainly. I just this team we know they're not going anywhere yeah. without Jamal. Man, I feel. So- Part of me feels so bad for Gary, like missing out on this really important time, not only for his career, but for the team. Um, but then also, like, I feel angry about it, like, which you can't feel. But it's like, I, I don't really, I don't understand. I really don't understand how the, the injuries are, are such that as they are after all this time off. I, I realize you can't really get into that. But, like, yeah, it's, it's so confusing and it's so frustrating as a fan to just sit and just know health what we is, have. Health is a skill. I mean, it really is. And yeah. right now th- there's three guards all starting for the Nuggets who just uh, – I calling somebody injury prone is, like, such a hateful, like, mean yeah. thing to say. And, yeah. I, and I hate to even say it's it. It's not but, fair. But at but least but if we just look at the track record right, right now, it's like, I don't, I don't know. I think yeah, it's I mean, none of it's fair, but it, it, it's exquisitely frustrating. Yeah. It's one of those things where I think it would be – uncalled for to put blame on any one person but it, like the arising property is frustration right? yeah yeah for sure 
Yeah. What do you got to hear, sir? Uh, I was just going to say, before uh, the game last night, I was watching on my very legal str internet stream. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah, and uh, they kind of had, like, the in-arena camera going. And right before tip, it was on Gary Harris, Will Barton, and Jamal Murray warming up. They and, look all um, right, or were they hobbling? It, it's not like they wor weren't doing anything. We need Dr. Harrison. Uh, Dr. They were they were doing stuff. They were moving. Uh, it didn't look like they're that far away to me, at least. I mean, <laughs> I'm you know three thousand miles away and watching on an in arena screen, but they were doing stuff. They weren't just like shooting in place. They were moving. Yeah. Um, keep looking for some for some questions here if they're popping up. I, I don't. We don't need to really talk about Kata Bates Tiap, do we? I mean, he you played, sure? He do you want to? I think you want to talk. Twenty four minutes Bates tonight. Um, three points, three rebounds. That's all I got. PJ Dozier, um, 13, 13 points, four assists. I think I feel like I have a much better grasp of what kind of player PJ is, and there's some real pluses. There's some yeah. real minuses. Yeah. What are the minuses? I I think he's a little too aggressive. Yeah. Again, we talk about it, it, he obviously his shot isn't pretty. He hits that one tonight that I think is probably maybe one of the luckiest like <laughs> regular threes I've ever seen. Um, so there's some of that stuff with the shot, but then also just I, I don't know that I trust him to not be. To be the right level of aggressive can't uh, th through games. Should what are we looking at? Oh, couch. What does that mean? I should be laying on that couch. Oh, because we're we're talking about uh, my boy, PJ Composure. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys want to play in our WGT tournament, get signed up quick because we do them every weekend. And by the time you guys are listening to this, it's probably Friday. Our next WGT tournament starts Saturday. It runs Saturday Sunday. All you got to do is download WGT from dnvrgolf.com, search for the DNVR3 Country Club. You'll automatically be entered into this tournament this upcoming weekend to play against all of us here at DNVR, as well as the rest of the DNVR community. And when you're not in the tournaments, hey, you can just play with 20 million people online. So make sure to download WGT. It's an awesome iPhone game, really like the only phone game that I play. Seriously, I've never played another phone game like I do WGT. It's kind of weird, but that's how good of a game it is. That's how realistic it is. I download WGT from dnvrgolf.com. Search for the DNVR3 Country Club. You can play in our tournament this weekend. And also, while you're at it, sip on some Strava Craft coffee. You know, what could be better than playing some WGT and you got a cup of Strava Craft coffee on the side? You guys can get it for 20% off when you use the code DNVR20 online at StravaCraftCoffee.com. And who knows, maybe that CBD that Strava Craft Coffee is packed with, it will relax you a little bit. It will calm you down. Maybe it will lead to a better WGT performance. You never know. But you can get Strava Craft Coffee for 20% off with the code DNVR20 online at StravaCraftCoffee.com. There's two <laughs> topics here I want to go to. One is, we've been a little negative here. I honestly believe that this game had as many positives as it did like, I don't the, think we've been the negative. Overall. I think, you think we've been all right? We're on the okay. same page. Because I actually feel mostly positive about this game, except if this was the Orlando Magic, if this was the Los Angeles Clippers, if this was even the Dallas Mavericks or even Houston Rockets, mm -hmm. it'd be different. But oh, it's oh, arguably my second least yeah. favorite team behind the land. Nobody's going to pass the Lakers. Really? But, uh, oh, of course. But Portland... I just want the rivalry. I want the smoke. I want all these things. And be, there's just something that doesn't sit right with me saying this game doesn't matter to us. We'll just play sure. these guys. Down. There's just something about it that's but just because it, it's Portland. But isn't it a bit of a cocky move by Denver? The last two games these guys have played, Denver has just let Portland win both of them. Which is wild because Portland beat them in the Western I Conference know. Finals. But, I mean, you're, you're absolutely right, Adam. That's why there are probably some fans who – Maybe aren't loving our silver lining positivity here. It's Portland, yeah. and people wanted it. Yeah. It's Portland. It's Nurkic. It's Mello. It's CJ. It's Dame. It's Zach Collins. See, I kind of like CJ and Dame. It's I don't okay. really have a problem with those uh, two. Dude. It's the okay to want this one. Uh, now it's Gary Trent Jr., <laughs> Gary yeah. Trent who I actually like, like. He's good. He's like fun to He's a dislike. Player. You know? Yeah, like I respect it. Yeah. I just think you. everyone will wake up tomorrow and realize, like, all right, would have been nice, but yeah. forward. Not Onwards everybody will wake up tomorrow. <laughs> Jesus, wow. dude. I mean, you're not wrong. How dark do we want to get man. on the uh, the losers' lives over here? Like a hype cast kind of or something. <laughs> I'm ready for it. Sorry, I went really. I'm waiting for this the whole I time. Went really, really dark. No, Harrison, who's the real? What team pisses you off the most? Just like irrationally gets you under your skin. I mean, Portland's the only rival the Nuggets have, or yeah. the only thing Utah? close to a rival. Utah the is have. right up there. Utah. Oh, is next it? Opponent. Are they though? 
you yes. could argue yeah. the Go Bear Mitchell angle, I think, is what sort of absolutely. The there's there. no sense. There's no sense of bad blood, though. Yes, there have been some good games. Jokic and Portland? Gobert. No, Utah. Utah. Oh, Jokic and Gobert have had some good battles, but there, there's not. Look, there's not much bad blood in the NBA as it is, but there's a little bit with Nuggets Blazers. A little bit, man. I they drive me crazy. Like yeah. if this game, I mean. Just this, like I said, the second I saw the player who's in, who's out report, and I saw there was like a hundred names on it. I yeah. was like, all right, like this gonna isn't going to go well. I'm going to go record a golf pod. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing shorts. I'm wearing shorts. How am I not going to record a golf pod? I hate that I'm wearing shorts. Last year when they tried to turn Jokic into like some <laughs> evil villain that's yeah, like the dirtiest player, it was like the most annoying <laughs> thing ever. Um, it's Portland. They've not, they got Nurkic. They knocked Denver out. But here's where I want to go with the Nurkic thing, and this might be a tough one. We talked about Michael Porter Jr.'s toughness, mm-hmm. and you had a great point. I think you threw it out there. You're like, Michael Malone is making him tough. Might have been your point. I don't remember. One of you guys had a great point. Is it a good point? I'll, he, I'll his memory is like 30 seconds It long. is 30 seconds You should long. just claim all my good <laughs> points. <laughs> but he, you talked about Michael Malone is toughening him up, yeah. and I really do believe there's something to this of like, tough love and if they can't handle it then yeah. they were never going to be able to Absolutely. handle it and I don't know that Michael Porter could have handled this a year and a half ago and I feel like I do feel like my, there's something to Malone sort of injecting some toughness into him molding him but the flip side of that you said Nurk is a hell of a player I mean let's be honest I got I know this is going to annoy you I'm going to look over here for this yeah, Nurk is a hell of a player he's I mean top, I think he's overrated but, but I, in my opinion he's a top six seven center in the NBA he makes that team a lot better he's really good he was, if you just put all the prospects that have come through Denver, he's in the top five, in my opinion. Right. You've got Jokic, you got MPJ, you got Murray above him. After that, I mean, he, he's up there. And it didn't work out, I think, in part because, in my opinion, Yusef Nurkic was soft as Charmin mentally, and he could not handle the things that were thrown at him, both mm. including Michael mm. Malone being mm. tough on him. Michael Malone Preach. flew his ass all the way out to Bosnia to like try to be like, yo, look what I did. I came all the way out here to try to like get to know you better, and the dude still couldn't handle it. But my point is, Nurkic has succeeded. Like It worked out for Nurkic. Nurkic maybe didn't need the tough love, or he needed some other type of leadership to get to where he needed. And So I don't know. It's just kind of an interesting... Do you guys see it the same way that I do, that... Nurkic wasn't cut out for Michael Malone. Yeah. But it doesn't mean he wasn't good. Well, I think that there's a lot of factors at play with Nurkic that yeah, even I know go beyond do. that. Yeah, yeah. But um, I do think that Michael Malone is an army general. I think yeah. that he comes from a long line of police. Yeah. And I think that he has that mindset. He, you need Nurkic's to earn dad's your... a cop, by the way. That's what I'm saying. They could have bonded on That's that. what I'm saying. But like you, oh, Nurkic's dad is a cop. Um, but you just need to earn your stripes from Malone. Like he will absolutely test you and he will get, he will reward you handsomely if you rise to the occasion and he will treat you coldly if you don't, uh, you know, if you don't arrive. And so, yeah. um, I don't know. I mean, I, I just don't think it was ever going to work out with Nurkic, not because of Malone, but more because of Jokic. Um, and I don't think that he could lose. He could yeah, the, the workout is one job. thing, though. The other thing is, could you have just like gotten the best out of him long enough to trade him, which is a real, I mean, that's what you do. They did not get Nurkic value for Nurkic. Yeah, but if Terry Stotts puts Nurkic on the second unit, Nurkic right. does the exact same thing. So you think he it was out of his hands? Just had to be. Like, what are you going to do? You either start Nikola Jokic. Jokic is better. And he's better, and then Nurkic shuts down. Like, what are you supposed to do yeah. in that situation? I agree. You can't you. just conti- you can't just like yeah. flip flop. I think it's because he's a softy. I, I mean, <laughs> I th- there, a there's work. a story people in Portland like to tell where, you know, Damian Lillard's really the guy who changed Nurkic. Oh, I think he is. It's I, not I, Stotts. It's yeah. not the Trailblazers organization. It's Damian Lillard, and maybe he just didn't, obviously didn't connect with Malone that way or anybody else in Denver. And Denver also didn't have a leader like Lillard to kind of take him under his wing. I also think. The Nuggets have learned from Nurkic, and they learned from Moutier, and that's had a big part in bringing Porter along slowly, bringing Bowl along slowly, yes. and probably bringing every other highly regarded guy along slowly from here on out. Yeah, you got to earn your earn those stripes. Yeah. Moutier was just given the keys to the car, and he wrecked it. He and did I'd, wreck it. I'd be curious he wrecked to it see for two years, and they just kept like, "Well, try it again." And I'd be curious to see how much of Dame's leadership holds up if. Nurkic was on the second unit again. I mean, I re- like at the end of the day, I think he wants to start, and he could not start because Jokic. Yeah, you think is Dame Lever would be like, "Oh man, we got to work this guy up." If uh, Nurkic starts pouting and then leaves the game at halftime, like Dame Lillard's <laughs> like, "Oh, you know, let's go chop it up. Let's be boys." Like, yeah, no, but you know what? He might have like ran out there into the parking lot and smacked him in the face and said, "Get your ass back in." Like, Definitely. Some people just have the clout, you know, to yeah, do that. And I think Lillard. Portland, yeah, and also, you know what though? Portland needs Nurkic. They do. Who's their they third really best guy? Yeah, they really Denver do need didn't. Him. If you're not with it, you're out of here. 
Yeah, Terry Roger Trent, said, yeah, dude. Good point. Quickly, <laughs> quickly climb, in, climb yeah. in the ranks. Ah, Michael Porter, though, I, I mean, things are shaking out very nicely for, for his development. I mean, I'm... I can't tell people. It was funny. Somebody on Twitter, I think, is Carter, Carter Rodriguez, who covers the Cavs. Yep. I think he posted, "Denver should get on the call or the phone right as the season ends and offer MPJ for Beal." And I'm like, <laughs> "Am I crazy?" When I'm like, "Hell no, hell no, Are we no, kidding? no." Denver does not win a championship with Bradley Beal, in my opinion. I mean, they're really good. They're probably better than they are now, but they do not win a championship. Why with would Bradley they do Beal. that? They, I don't think they well, will. Well, you have to understand other people's perspective, and it's I know, totally but, fair. But, like, well, we were talking about Beal for six months. We were talking, and, and yeah. look, Beal is an established superstar. When you have a player that, I mean, who, whose shoes can we kind of throw ourselves into? That's like Bagley has three awesome games, and then people are like, King should trade him right now for Beal or something. You'd be, it, it would make sense from an outsider's perspective. Right. But I think Nuggets fans watching him and as closely as we have, it isn't just three games. He is doing right now exactly what we thought he would do with extended minutes because whenever he got like 15 minutes, right. he was awesome. Right. This is, yeah, he's doing what he did in January, but How just many of with his minutes, 30 minutes. He has like 800 minutes on the season, or a little bit less than that. He's doing How so many of those more. minutes were in like three minute increments? Right. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like, right. Right. A in, lot of them. Yeah, the looking over his shoulder. And so people might look at the numbers and be like, well, he wasn't that productive totally. in his first 200 minutes. It's like, yeah, those were one minute at a time to, you know, just nonstop. Yeah. I'm now gonna, that he's actually playing, he's in <laughs> Incredible. I'm going to laser in on the three-game 30-point double-double yeah. <laughs> sample size. Excuse me if that's what I care more about. <laughs> yeah, there's also the January sample size where he was like this, but only playing 20 minutes instead of 30. This is who he is. This is like way, this he's is way he is. more dynamic now than he was in January, though. Like, uh, This is undeniable. In Jan- but a lot of it is the hand is forced. Yeah. So, may, I mean, maybe you're right. Maybe it's the exact same. It's just yeah. minutes. Michael Porter Jr. of the Nuggets is the first player in NBA history, rookie or otherwise, to have at least 25, 12, and four three-pointers made in three consecutive games. American sports filter, not a real yeah, stat, yeah. but you know what? It's encouraging. It tells wow. you rookies don't really do what he's you doing. You know who else had all these filtered stats? Jokic. Remember when it, Jokic's <laughs> first year when it was like he's the only guy to ever have you know this, this, this? Yeah. And they were like, well, those aren't real. But it is kind of true. It's just like the type of lines he puts up are unique. Well, yeah, that's it's like what's the information you're pulling from this? Do rookies have the type of stretches he's had? No. What's the most comparable two, three-game sample size we have of a rookie? It's Shaquille O'Neal in 1993. To me, that's yeah. telling. To me, that's telling. Another, another thing that's telling, um, Jokic only eight points tonight. Outside of that, Michael Porter, 27. Jeremy Grant, 18. Torrey Craig, 13. Monte Morris, 11. P.J. Dozier, 13. Bowl Bowl, 9. You have all those guys in double figures. I mean, basically the entire roster scored 30 assists tonight. Jokic has 13 in just a handful mm-hmm. of minutes. That's Denver Nuggets basketball. I mean, that the number one most encouraging thing to me is Michael Porter. Number two is that the Nuggets seem to have found this this rhythm, and now the big question is can they sustain it when everybody gets back? Any finishing thoughts? Yeah, dude, I'm more in on MPJ than I was 24 hours ago, which oh, I didn't think was possible. That's not possible. <laughs> I'm in, dude. It's three straight games. I'm with you. I'm with you. I, tonight, he could have had 10 points and four rebounds, and I'd be like, I get it, back-to-back, all this stuff. But he didn't. He came out there. And I would say in the first quarter and in the first half of the fourth quarter, he was the best player on the court. Yeah. With some yeah. adversity that I think was encouraging, how he handled Agreed. it. Yeah. Any any other takeaways, Eric? Um, I... Cannot wait for Jamal Murray to come back. I really like. It's, I, I've got. I'm, I'm getting very stressed out. I've got a lot of consternation. I'm uh, finding myself discounting these a lot or big parts of these games, even when we're winning. Um, I just, yeah. man, I'm just like really nervous about this team not coming together the way that we all, all thought they were going to, and not having time to congeal. Um, so I'm, I'm just nervous. I'm nervous. Do we have any idea? Like, is Malone? Said anything about this? Like, <laughs> no, nah, he was blink uh, twice if he's back. <laughs> he, he seemed very pessimistic on the pregame call. Oh, oh but god, I, I've I've got to think a lot of that was just like, oh my god, another game with none of these guys out there. Thirty assists tonight, thirty-one assists last night, twenty-three the night before. So that one's a little bit down, but two back-to-back games with thirty assists. Balls popping. That's guys. Denver Nuggets basketball. Balls popping. That's Denver Nuggets basketball, and it's I agree, it's not a coincidence that they've had these. Uh, high assist games when they've been severely shorthanded. Yes, yes or no, or whatever. One word answer. Higher or lower on this team in the playoffs than you were a week ago, two weeks ago? Uh, t- lower because I got to see them actually have a roster. But we get four games with Jamal Murray. I'm going to be higher for sure. Their ceiling has been elevated, but 
I mean, we're, we're halfway through the bubble and Murray's still not playing. I'm, I'm much higher, much higher. Because Michael Porter Jr. I mean, like, <laughs> really, just the, the emergence of that one player being so unbelievably dynamic has absolutely changed my outlook. I mean, I going into those scr- the scrimmages, um, I mean, it just looked like it was a sideshow. We saw Bowl Bowl playing. It was just like, you know, sort of interesting, but it, none of it felt sustainable. I still don't think any of it is. So, uh, but just seeing the emergence of Michael Porter Jr. and having giving Jokic another very reliable it's a other long option. One word answer. There's there's la- yeah. there, there's layers to confidence. Because I think Michael Porter is a very confident guy, just like irrationally confident or whatever, but. There's another layer to this, which is he's still trying to not be a ball hog. You can tell, and yeah. he passed up some shots. When he is comfortable with where he belongs in the road and, and everything, and and he's just like the KD mindset of nobody can guard because he, he had that in the fourth. Part of what was so fun is those back to back threes where it was like, oh, you could feel that he's like, I'm just shooting it. I don't care who's in front of me, mm-hmm. and he drains him. We're getting that guy within two years, maybe sooner, yeah. and that guy is the guy I can't wait to see because as good as he is. Michael Porter with a green light and an, and a killer instinct is something else. Yeah. I'm I'm much higher. I'm with Eric. Like Porter's the difference maker they didn't have last year yeah. or even before this. And uh, I I think Jamal will be out there. I'm most confident in him. And I think we saw in the scrimmage how he doesn't really need too much ramp up time. He can just kind of get yeah, out there and have point. a great game. Uh, so I'm definitely higher. And I think he should be starting. I think he will be starting when everybody gets healthy. Yeah, I don't know how you, there's no way you can't start him. It, yeah, well, we'll talk about this <laughs> later on because I won't find out. But last one I do want to ask. Michael Porter will be the second best player on this team when? Uh, halfway by ne- through next year. Halfway through next year. It could be like three weeks from now, man. <laughs> yeah, he might honestly already be the second best player on this team. I'm not even kidding. Like, we need. To, I mean, we need to see Jamal... I mean, because it'd be interesting to see how like, often, how how many times in his career Jamal has scored twenty seven or more three times. That's in a row. what I'm saying. I don't like, know if he has. That's what I'm saying. Like Jamal has been so up and down, and what we saw in that third scrimmage was like, all right, cool. Like Jamal is like taking that step. Yeah. Um, but we have we don't know. Like in also there's like the idea of, you know, just objectively like this guy's good, this guy's good, this guy's good on the team. Who's the second best player? Michael Porter Jr. is making much more of his time with. Jokic than Jamal was for a large part of the, his, uh, yeah. his time. The, the rate at which Porter's improving at, specifically Tyrages. on the defensive end, yeah. uh, I, I think that means there's a chance he's the second best player on this team at some point during the playoffs. Like, if he keeps improving like he has, uh, he's going to be an above average defender by the playoffs. I agree. Actually, can we start something here? His defense doesn't suck like people. Wins been on this for yeah. Like yeah. honestly, man, like he makes he's mistake prone. But when you just talk about the value of what you do, it doesn't matter. He's good. Like there's a lot of players that don't make mistakes who suck on defense. He looks better stuff. right now every game. Yeah. I'm telling you, he looks better every game, and he's yeah. been engaged. He's been focused. I'm gonna say definitively by the start of next season. It might be sooner. It might be right now. I'm with oh, you, Eric. maybe I think, at the I think, latest. I think yeah. there's a real chance he's already the second best player on this team. Yeah, it might be yeah. now, man. Uh, it really might be now. But I'm gonna say definitively by the start of next season. He will be the second best player. That's mm-hmm. exciting. Holy cow! I've seen it's an crazy, image of uh, James Harden's beard. It is unruly. Oh, unruly. I remember. Cue up that intro, that outro music here. We'll uh, we'll get out of it. Thank you guys, everybody, for hanging out. We are so we have no show for Friday, no casual Friday this week. But right. we're back Saturday. We're back Saturday. We've got Utah. Very hopefully casual. another uh, a winners lounge, and hopefully the debut of the future Denver Nuggets, which include Jamal Murray, <laughs> Michael Porter Jr., Nikola Jokic. The, future Denver Nuggets. the Nuggets, actual Denver Nuggets. The actual. <laughs> the real Denver Nuggets. You know what? I will make one promise to everybody for this Saturday. I will wear pants. <laughs> Thank God. Thank God for that. Very excited Those about that. things are blinding me. <laughs> I, listen, I'm with you. <laughs> everybody check out uh, Eric on Big Drive Energy, our brand new golf podcast yeah, yeah, yeah. you should be subscribed to. Yeah, check out Big Drive Energy. I was recording it earlier. It's, I can tell Adam's a little uh, annoyed about that. We're going to talk about it when we get off. Um, check us out on Big Drive Live, uh, where uh, myself and Spencer took down Rudo and Mitchell, like a bunch of losers. And I, uh, I was driving the ball very well, I have to say. So... Uh, you Enough of this. Of, Enough okay. of this. Right. Allie, cut the feed. <laughs> I look at this stat. Wow. Jamal Murray never scored 27 or more in three straight games. Hey. If he rolled it to 26, he's done it once. That's interesting. Can I give you a hype note to close? Yeah. Uh, after game one, you told us you were worried, both in Denver and in the bubble. Are the Nuggets going to get in on the party? Are they going to have fun? And everyone else is having fun. One more MPJ game. One more MPJ game and a win. The Nuggets are the life of the party. I I kind of agree. (laughs) I kind of agree. They've been fun.
Thanks for tuning in, everybody. We'll see you next time. So one of the coolest things about the DNVR bar is, of course, we're always stocked with Breck Brew. We also have Strava Craft Coffee on tap. This was a pipe dream that I feel like I mentioned in a podcast three, four months ago. But now that we're fully moved into the bar, we have a lot of Breck Brews on tap. But we also have cold brew Strava Craft Coffee. This is like my dream. This is a writer's or reporter's dream. Coffee on tap all day every day especially if it's cold brew so if you're not in the area you can still get strava craft coffee for 20 percent off with the code dnvr20 online at stravacraftcoffee.com of course it's packed with cbd and we also have it on tap at the dnvr bar if you're in the area come check it out we socially distance we wear masks we're all up to par on the latest guidelines that we have to follow but yes we have strava craft coffee on tap If you're not in the area, you can get it for 20% off online and have it delivered to you if you go to StravaCraftCoffee.com.